welcome to the podcast. I'm Kaylee. And I'm Anna. And we're Entrepreneurs, a podcast by two gay idiots navigating owning and operating their own businesses in the midst of end stage capitalism. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the podcast. How are you doing, buddy? I'm in my swimsuit. <laughs> All right. I just changed out of mine. Yeah, it's that time of the year. It's, it's real fucking hot. Yeah, it's, it's boiling. I think we hit a record here and i don't have air conditioning yeah because you're in denver yep so um i've just been pooling a lot uh wearing little clothes as possible no pants please yeah my ac went out the other day uh yeah luckily luckily was able to get those those emergency techs in uh my landlord understands and uh was willing to pay that after hours fee uh but it was like 83 in the house by the time they got here which is too much in in louisiana how too hot how hot um, was it yeah like what, what i guess time a part of the day? busted or something huh what time of the day did that happen uh i noticed it in like at like 3 p.m. So by the time I called, they like didn't have anyone available during normal times. It was going to be an after hours thing. Yeah, that might be like could be an emergency, you know, well, depending. Yeah, it qualifies. It qualifies here. It was over 90 degrees. So I think it qualified as an emergency. Uh, Yeah. No, it's too hot to like function. Yeah. Yeah. You just get kind of dumb. Which is fine. Fine by me, I guess. But like, you know, I understand why some cultures just take, like, entire months off in the summer. Yeah, like, I feel like globally, August or, like, you know, whatever August is equivalent to. At least, or, like, at least December. Uh, Northern Hemisphere. Yeah, you know? you know, it's just super normal to take the whole month off because it's too hot. And it's just going to continue to be getting too hot. It's... <laughs> I saw that Texas. Yeah, there's no end in sight there. Yeah, Texas is yield global warming. Yeah, grid was down because it was too hot, and isn't that like good God? You know. Yeah, Texas can't handle cold or heat. Apparently, it is. It you cannot exist in Texas is the lesson I'm learning from the this year. You know, and it's just like kind of thinking about living and existing in a place, and like, okay, who has infrastructure that's gonna work? Uh, uh. At least Louisiana is fun. <laughs> I don't know if I can say it. New Orleans is at least. Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's uh, that's why that's what people say about New Orleans. Uh, <laughs> you put up with all the lack, complete lack of functional inter- infrastructure because it's a good time. Here for a good time, not a long nobody, time. Nobody, nobody would be able to live, be willing to live like this if they were in, like, Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I think that's super... Sorry that if I just burned all of our listeners in Cincinnati. Maybe it's a great time there. I don't know. I've been one time. I liked it. Um, but, yeah, like, the same kind my... of like... It's like an island vibe. You know what I mean? You don't know if you're going to get, like, drinkable water or mudslide. Um, but carnival's fun. You pick and you choose. That's the vibe. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gotten to the point where I don't really want to emerge from my house while the sun's out. Yeah, yeah. I went on a walk last night at 10 at night because that's like... Yeah, we have to all become just like nocturnal creatures. Mm -hmm. And I was in my swimming suit. (laughs) I don't know. I I feel like I have a Florida vibe, but I'm in Colorado, so it's more confusing. (laughs) 
<laughs> like nobody thinks you're weird. One of these things is not like the others. Yeah, nobody thinks it's weird if you're watching. It's just like own. everyone in their Patagonia. Yeah, like and then you in a in a swimsuit at ten o'clock at night in the grocery store parking lot dropping off a letter. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, Florida, <laughs> Florida, um, covering up crimes. <laughs> Yeah, I sent you that. I was like, there's my one anarchist chore for the day. You want to tell the listeners? Yeah. Um, so I saw this man run out of the grocery store with a full grocery cart full of uh, food. And I was like, this is weird. I've never really seen anybody do this. I know this happens, but I've never like seen it happen. And I feel like I just kind of stood and watched and like stood guard I guess uh and I was like if I saw somebody coming I was gonna say like hey they're coming and if they wanted to say something to me like please you know like I'm please harass me whatever um I I understand my privilege and I understand I'm like it's 10 o'clock and I'm in a bathing suit like I I have the privilege to like talk back to a cop right now um yeah so yeah you can you could obviously um you could Karen a security guard real quick yeah right like bimbo my way out of it like it's okay um let this man escape with his yeah so he crossed the street he had to like pick up the grocery cart and like cross the street in another parking lot and um unloaded everything in stolen trash bags and I was like this is kind of genius though like honestly um and I watched and nobody came and so then I went and checked out the dumpster by the florist there wasn't really anything good that dumpster is never really that good um but I went back and the cart was there and I just thought oh you know what the less evidence the better you know like I don't want people to like ask questions like maybe like people need to keep doing this so they can eat, you know. So I took the grocery cart and I lifted it over across the street and I put it back in like the cart corral. And once I put it back in the cart corral, I looked back to where the grocery cart was and there was a, a cop there. <laughs> And I got kind of scared. I was like, are they going to like talk to me? They just covered it. Yeah, you just covered up a crime. <laughs> I, no, but you could. I, oh, tamp- no, I was just return. You know, I just saw the car here. I was doing a good deed. Yeah, I was like, I just tampered yeah. with evidence. I don't know. But yeah, like. Whatever, man. I was like, what are they going to really say? If you're really willing to arrest someone for, for stealing food to feed their family. Go fuck yourself. Like, yeah, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Like, I just, the like, fact that anyone has to steal food at all is um, a moral failing of our society yeah it was definitely um, not of an individual it was very like stark to see um yeah i mean and that reminds me of just like uh summer depression shit too like i know here is like at least here it's when uh like crime gets the worst because it's the off season and people aren't making money and people are restless and you know like violence goes up theft goes up like it just sucks like i don't blame any of those people for doing what they have to do to survive but um it sucks that we don't have the infrastructure to support people when like tourist industry tanks here in the summer out summer months like it just yeah it's a bummer yeah i understand and that's oh going back to in the heights real quick i wish yeah that flashback to last week i think one of the things that was missing was 
a blackout crime. I don't know why they didn't talk about that. Yeah, I mean, in the in the in the um, in the musical in the stage musical, his the uh, his uh, shop does get looted. Yeah, I think that would have been important to um, share. Sunny, the like little kid. um, They didn't really say this in the movie because I've seen it since we talked about it. Um, But the reason he and the graffiti artist light off all those fireworks is to distract people so that there aren't so that to try to prevent looting in the neighborhood. Yeah, I because cause spectacle at a show. Yeah, like because they had. They had the um, the fireworks, but I just thought that yeah, they had the fireworks, but they didn't explain why they were doing them. I think as well as they do in the in the in the stage play, it's like, but yeah, his um, his the corner store does get yeah, because it's just like anybody who's lived in a city in the summertime, like in a neighborhood that pops off, like that's just it. It seems like why would you not talk about that? It becomes very integrated in your day to day in a much different way than it does in the winter time, you know. So, I did like in the one in the scene where like the guy like shoplifts, where he's like that's going on your tab, which is like you know like it's all people in the neighborhood who know each other. <laughs> You know, it's not like you're banned from the store. It's just. (laughs) Right. So today's topic. Oh, well, no, we got to do tarot time. So we're still on the Delta Enduring uh, deck from last week, which is my queer Mississippi Delta, Louisiana um, deck, which uh don't want to speak too soon, but this deck's been out of print for years. And I heard a rumor, like an actual substantial rumor, that they're going to be doing a reprinting soon. So I will, if that is the case, I will be promoting the hell out of it on my Instagram. So um, we will let you know. I really hope so. Um, Because it's beautiful and more people need it. All right. So we're talking about... Mm, what's, what is this, like, early August? Yeah, I think maybe, Peak like, Leo the second season. Week. Yeah. 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 Sorry, listeners, as you listen to us try to time travel every week. You know, someone's got to do it. <laughs> yeah. What is time, even? All right, what does the collective need to know? What do we need to be reflecting on in this, the first week of August? We are in prime Leo season. <laughs> Ooh. All right. We have the Seer of Cast Irons, which that is the, like I said, this this uh, deck uh, messes around with uh, the minor arcana suits and the... Um, and the court cards. So the seers are the queens in this one. So we have the queen of pentacles is what this is, um, which is a really great uh, card for, I don't know. She's like, I feel like the queen of pentacles is the is like the boss bitch, like who's got, you know, she's that one where you're like, how does she do it? How does she do it all? How is she like have an awesome home and like, and, and like, 
uh, and uh, and balance work and uh, you know she she's the person who like um she buys the bacon and she fries it up in the pan like that's her um she's not waiting for anybody else to bring home the bacon um so yeah i think she's like the ultimate homemaker in more not just in like uh purely domestic tasks that we think of as like femme coded like labor but in terms of like no no she's a home provider um so i think maybe uh, this is a you know we're talking about summer months and heat um this is a good opportunity to focus on your home spaces um on like investing in maybe little home upgrades things that make your home more comfortable we're all spending more time inside um trying to stay cool so what can you do to make your space more comfortable and like reflect your own successes on your walls and like how can you make like the make the work that you're putting into um be reflected in like a more lush home environment all right i'm gonna be selling some plants here this coming up week (laughs) (laughs) i'm moving and i don't know where to so yeah i i it's tough the plants I love them. They're very healthy, but it's also like, I'm not going to move with them. So, yeah. I think, yeah, I I think uh, you'll... Where by the time this episode comes out, you'll probably know more about your moving situation, I hope. Um, and you'll find new plants to nurture. Yeah, I'll probably live somewhere where plants grow quickly. Or I'll go to the I'll go to the tundra, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> The, the podcast is on hiatus while, while Anna explores the South Pole. <laughs> Manic Pixie Dream Girl, an unreliable podcast partner. <laughs> <laughs> we can get her. She's it's great. Fine. <laughs> My wife. <laughs> My wife. <laughs> so today's episode. Uh, I don't know what continent she's on. <laughs> Riding mules in South America. Okay, let's get into into it. Today's topic. Set the table. We are serving the main dish. We are talking about magic and business. Um, as you guys know, like we're um, we're some mystical bitches here. We start every episode off with a tarot card reading. So, you know, I don't think that's a surprise to anyone who's made it to our seventh episode. Um, But we believe strongly in integrating our magic practice and our business. And I don't think those are things that exist separately for either of us. No, I think I think the cool thing about like entrepreneurship (laughs) It's like the one job you can have that you can be like as superstitious as you want. And everybody's just like, yeah, yeah, I do that. Well, I don't know. Theater's pretty superstitious. Yeah, I think science is too. Um, But like you can really like make your own practice and like just go with it. I don't like you listen to all these like legit business podcasts and it's just these bros talking about like attracting wealth and like mindset shift and you're like bitch that's magic right. you know yeah, like, the law of attraction yeah and yeah 
it's something that like I don't know encourages it because you have to have like a lot of faith in yourself or like what is it like the miracle morning which is literally all about meditation and affirmations yeah oh I know some of this stuff is like wild they're like I want you to scream in the mirror and say that you are wealthy (laughs) (laughs) yeah dude that's magic God, can I, I'm wondering, now I'm wondering if like I could, if I could write a business bro book that's secretly just based in chaos magic and see if I could get all these bros to like adopt sigils. Yeah, you would like, you would need to like pen it as like Brandon K. Anderson or something. <laughs> like, yeah, I want, I want to do it. Pen it as a, as okay. a man. And then just TM, 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 TM. That's my idea, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. It's like, so what you're going to do is you're going to take your lover's lipstick and you're going to make a symbol out of what you want and you're going to write it on the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're going to scream, I am wealthy. <laughs> Three times, spit in the mirror, take the spit, wipe it on your face. <laughs> Under the full moon in Gemini. (laughs) (laughs) Don't forget to set out your moon water. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I think it's super fun. Um, I guess we can kind of talk about our history and, like, where it started for both of us and then where how we incorporate it into, like, our day to day. Yeah. So um, going way back for me, I was born Catholic, which I think, you know, no, I don't know if enough people talk about the like Catholic to witchcraft pipeline, but it's there. (laughs) Incense, Um, candles, chanting. Incense, candles, ritual, like there's a lot of mysticism and spectacle and Catholicism, which I think you honestly, and like saints, um, I think you see too in the ways that like... Catholicism has blended with a lot of other like spiritualist practices to especially as like a way for different practices for people to like hide their religion under the guise of Catholicism uh like for for religions that like for like like hoodoo and santeria and like things that like practices where it had to be hidden because it was you know like it, you were hiding it from a an oppressive culture um uh but yeah so I started out Catholic and like was in Catholic school and always had this you know watched the craft at a young child of the 90s um and got very into uh witchcraft and Wicca and like I think I got a tarot deck when I was like 12 that did you know did you have to hide that from your parents no, not really. Um, my mm, my mom was very concerned about my love of the craft. I will say that. Um, but I was thinking about it the other day, and I was like, my dresser as like a preteen was kind of like an altar, and I didn't realize it. They just had like candles and incense, and I think my parents just thought I was a hippie. Yeah, um, it's a it's a, it's just, a like, fine fire. line. It's a fine line. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I did. I like I bought myself a tarot deck on like the discount, on the, like the discount table at Barnes and Noble, and my parents didn't really 
expressed too much concern. My, if I ever, like, overtly said anything about witchcraft, my mom was, like, side-eye. But I would definitely go to the spiritualist section at Barnes & Noble um, anytime I could and, like, secretly read books. Um... And then, you know, I kind of, like, dabbled in it in high school. And then, I don't know, never really learned any tarot, but just kind of picked up magpie knowledge, I think, mm-hmm. was, like, the best way I can think, like, picked and choose, picked and chose. Right, right. I didn't think, I don't think my practice really, really deepened, though, until I moved to New Orleans five years ago. Like, mm-hmm. that's when it got, like, serious. When that I was sense. like, oh, that's when I started making very intentional art altars around my home, when I dedicated myself to reading tarot by, like, learning a card a day. Like, that's, that's when it happened. So, yeah, I I I call myself like an esoteric witch, um, an eclectic witch. Uh, I pick and choose from different practices that speak to me, and whether that's like chaos magic or tarot or astrology, um, taking little bits of Wicca or the Panhellenic, uh, you know, pantheon. Like it just kind of, just kind of. Uh, um, there's also like, like I said, you know, getting really into personal development. There's a lot of mindset. Uh, and, uh, like, uh, there's a lot of mysticism there. So coming from the business world, I feel like I, that's when I got into meditation was not because of, uh, any spiritual practice. It's because I was told that it was, that it would make me, uh, that would give me better focus to be able to like be in business. (laughs) I'm kind of at a point right now where I meditate. And I I know this might sound super like cheesy, but like I get so much business ideas and inspirations because I don't meditate to like, oh, I want a business idea. Like, I no, I meditate just at head empty, but then stuff comes in and you're like, this isn't mine, you know? Yeah, it's like when it's like what 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 you can what you can hear when you make yourself be quiet. Yeah. So I know through like dance meditation specifically has been really good for that and then also just other guided meditations but um all right go into your background yeah my spiritual journey started as a you know devil possessed uh a gay kid um as as one does um so i got i feel like the first time i grew up really religious and like the scary religious, um, like the kind, like the Pentecostals where like we'd go to these small churches and like my dad would pray for people and people would like scream and cry and pass out and shake. And so like, and he would have all those speaking tongues. Did you you guys do the speaking in tongues? Yeah. Like all of the cuckoo stuff, like just way out there. Um, and so I just kind of grew up knowing thinking that was normal and like everybody did stuff like that and like had very because I'm not gonna sit here and say that those people did not have like an actual encounter with God who am I to say that um I don't know I don't know what happened it was very intense it seemed real to me at the time as a child um so then I went to like a more conservative church where people didn't do stuff like that um it was like a mega church and I like got like my first vision um I was like we were talking about God and I was just like I don't like church I think we should go like worship under the stars you know like I think we should be closer to nature and then all of a sudden there was like this electric feeling 
And I look over and I, somebody gave me a book. They're like, you should read this book. And I was like, okay. And I flip over and it's talking about these people who like got these laughing attacks. And I've looked a little bit more into it. And in like Kundalini practice, they, they call them like Kriyas. And it's um, kind of like when you get so much spiritual contact that like you can't function um and you, like your body has to like outwardly express it so for these people they were laughing they were like on the ground laughing for like three days in the book and I was like I, so I read that section out loud and then I look over and uh there's a guy laughing like literally what the book is talking about like on the ground laughing hysterically like unable to move and I was like, oh, my God, I knew this would happen, blah, blah, blah. I'm like a teenager at this point. Um, and it was like church camp. Um, and then the next day, they're like, Anna, you're going to have to stay with us. I said, OK, like you're not going to help do the community project. So they like put me in a nursery and like give me a good old fashioned exorcism. So, I mean, yeah, when people talk about like the Bible Belt, like, yeah, it was pretty traumatizing. Um, it was like me, a teenage girl, and then maybe like 10 adult men um, standing around me, like praying the devil out of me. Um, Holy shit. Yeah. So then I was like, yeah, I was like, OK, like if I'm making all of these grown ass men uncomfortable, like I have some, you know what I mean? Like it took me years to realize the significance of that moment. But also, like, the significance of, like, queer people and women just don't have a place in church. Um, they said I was crazy and possessed by the devil because I didn't have enough spiritual preparation. And I was like, I had a fucking premonition, you know? Like, I'm I'm sorry you're afraid of my psychic abilities, you know? Um, but you didn't say that. You're 16. You're just crying, apologizing for, like, what happened. So I think that was the first time... I was like, oh, okay, like I have this like spiritual gift. Um, and so then I have had dreams and like meditations and visions and stuff like that that I just take like very seriously, honestly, the older I get um, because it's like it hasn't been wrong. <laughs> and it's like, well, what else am I doing? Why I'll, I'll, I'll follow this rabbit down this hole. So... Yeah, that's my journey into it. Um, a, a rough start, but, you know, it's never going to be easy, you know? I just remembered a dream. I've got to write it down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so kind of like looping back into like how that, how we, how, how we take our spiritual practice that can be very like esoteric and hard to like understand I guess um into like your business life um I think there's a lot of overlap honestly no I mean I use I use magic to inform my business all the time I've talked about it before but I think tarot is an excellent tool for business um in terms of like just giving even if you're even if you look at it the purely practical way of it's giving you uh a different perspective or a different lens through which to look at maybe a problem or a question or a project you feel stuck on. Um, and tarot can or, be mean. More often, you know, like, yeah, you're, well, yeah, like pull more a card often than like, not. 
<laughs> yeah, more often than not, it's just confirming what you already know, which is, you know, sometimes, you know, we all sometimes need external validation or something besides ourselves to give us permission to do a thing. And like tarot cards can validate that in a really special way. Um, so I definitely believe in tarot cards for business, um, even if it's just like pulling a couple of cards or, you know, if you don't want to do it yourself, there's some excellent practitioners that you can pay to do business consultations with. I honestly, like, you, I, I'm pretty sure, you know, just from what I hear in certain circles, some of the biggest money makers of our time are very into their ast- astrological charts, get professional readings constantly. Like, people that you wouldn't think, I think, like, Fortune 500 people have astrologers on retainer. Like, um, they are paying attention to transits and planetary movement. And, you know, uh, I think a lot of people would be surprised how many um, practical people uh, dabble in mysticism. You know what? I don't think business is that practical. You know what I mean? If you think about like what. Right. But we have this attitude here that it's like that business is responsible, practical, logical, like that it is a that it is like a um, left brained activity (laughs) that it is not because of that, because it is not creative. It is like it is automatically practical. Yeah, it's. It's interesting. Um, I have a friend who like works at a startup and like her boss took her to a psychic. And I was like, wow, like <laughs> that's kind of cool, you know? <laughs> um, so I think it happens all I also the time. do candle magic for business. I think, mm-hmm. um, I think so in the same way that meditation can be really helpful for mindset, focusing, um, like do, rituals can also. Um, uh, I think that do what you can do candle magic and sigil magic for to help you focus your intentions um we use we both use like love our pendulums um Um, even if that's a, if you need a quick yes or no answer to something, that's a great, a great way to uh, in integrating pendulum practice just into your daily life. And one thing I kind of want to address is I think some people, when they start doing like ritual stuff and magic stuff, and they don't see these immediate results, they think it doesn't work. You have right. to put in time. But I think you have to start looking at, you have to start looking at the thing, at like what other things are happening that are giving you like a, a affirmation. Cause like, I don't know. Do we want to talk about what happens when we open the circle? Like, yeah, I think, I think <laughs> there's yeah. all kinds of synchronicities that happen that might not be immediately tied to the intention that you're putting forth, but that show you that you're on the right path. Like running into an old friend or a series of events that you're that are changing your timeline, you know, that like you weren't expecting to happen. Um, Something that comes out of the blue. Literally. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because I think it's it's delicate. Um, I think you also should like know your boundaries of like how far you want to get into it, because it is kind of like. There's there's no turning back. <laughs> um. And again, I want to say that if someone um, doesn't 
is intrigued by magic, but doesn't really, like magic and business, doesn't really see themselves as a practitioner, you can pay people to do this for mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of really great practitioners out mm-hmm. there. Yeah, who can like channel that energy and like keep it clean, clean adjacent, you know? <laughs> Uh, Because I think it's also about, like, knowing your journey and um, just, like, knowing how much you're into it. But I think also we're at a time in history uh, where the veil is just very thin. The veil is very thin, you know, and we're able to do things that our ancestors could have never imagined, not even with technology, but I think with our our psychic abilities, with our magical abilities, with our manifesting abilities, with our meditation channeling. You know, I think we're just I think we're very close. Um, The closest we've ever been. I don't I, I don't know how it was like, you know, before the Industrial Revolution. I'm sure they were very talking to aliens all the time but like now we it's you know the veil is thin (laughs) yeah i mean one of the things i really want to start doing is um having is getting more um is engaging with other practitioners like i think you know my birthday's coming up i want to i want to buy myself like a full chart reading for my birthday from like there's like an astrologer that I've followed for years and really love and I think I'm going to gift myself a chart reading um and I'd like to make that like a regular thing you know I'd like to work with other tarot readers I think that when you work with other practitioners that you vibe with you get better oh yeah yeah you know um because everybody has a different perspective on something and it's also like that's how you learn uh Somebody was asking me yesterday, like, how I learned as much as I know about astrology, which is just like a drop in the hat compared to other stuff. But like, it's reading, it's talking to people who knows know what it is. It's YouTube. Um, it's books. It's, yeah, getting chart readings and just like talking to people who also are interested in it and like know stuff about it because that's just like where your energy goes that's where it's gonna like flow but I know sometimes sometimes here's the thing for me I know sometimes the magical stuff can really take me out of the physical realm um I mean I think I think your your practice is much more in your body than I don't know you do the dance you're much I feel like you're much more um dedicated to your meditation practice uh I feel like it's something I'm still trying to build habits around. Yeah, I'm just, you know, just kind of doubling down on it, I guess, because it's just like, whatever. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I like, yeah, I like shaved my head because I had a vision. (laughs) And then you found out that it was on your Saturn return after the fact. Yeah. So how do we know? How, so let's see. Is, are there any uh, what are there any concrete examples you have of like seeing the what magic effect on a business outcome? Um, there's lots of like I don't know. There's like practical stuff, right? Where you're just like, oh, let me manifest this or clients or blah 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 but I think for me it's more about so what has been really helpful for me um and I think it 
really translates into the business community and also just like your day to day. Because I think sometimes that's I mean, at the end of the day, you're going to have to change your day to day to to get to where you want to be. So I've been doing a lot of future meditations um, about like meeting my future self and what that looks like. And it just keeps popping up in like these podcasts I'm listening to. I had like this future vision where I showed up and I looked exactly like Princess Diana. And I was like, what the fuck? And then, you know, two months later, my friend was just like, yo, you look exactly like Princess Diana. And then I met a stranger at a park and he was like, I like your hair. And I was like, thanks. So he's my neighbor. We all had dinner together. He brought me a crown, you know, and I was just like, <laughs> wait, what? Yeah, it's when it's yeah, I think it's those are like signs that you're on the right path. Yeah, I feel like I'm meeting my future like, self right now. When you uh, Honestly, when you experience deja vu a lot. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, and it's so it's just like, OK, well, what does my future self do? that my past self doesn't do and how can she show up and how can she, you know, live this rich life that I didn't even think about, you know? And so it shows up in like your concentration, I think, and your your work ethic, your focus, your pricing, especially, because it's just like, well, is your future self afraid to price herself high? No, she's not. Like your future self is very confident um so that's kind of who i've been and maybe that's a guide i don't know well one of my favorite tips and tricks i think i learned off of um like one of my one of the first podcasts i ever really got into which was the being boss podcast um one of the things because they also talk about like what they call their woo woo sides um and uh one of the things that they talked about is uh creating empty space for things because the universe hates a vacuum so getting like a whiteboard and making empty space uh, dedicated empty spaces for all the projects you want to fill in a quarter like so just making like six empty squares and setting an intention that these are each like 5k projects and then fill it because the universe hates empty space it's gonna throw you things to fill it i like that i like whiteboards yeah. too um yeah and i used to do that all the time like i would like if i was like if i had a monthly goal i would just like even if it was just like a piece of paper that i would that i would like draw on and put like post up by my desk it'd be like here's the empty space i need to fill by the end of the month yeah Oh, nice. I'm going to try that. I'm going to try that this month. Um, and I'll tell you how it works. I'm yeah, I'm definitely going to try that. Um, because writing has been really important to me. Like, not only it just like scripting, like what you want your life to look like, and like showing up with that energy. I think that's so huge. It's just like the whole showing up like you already have it, you know, because why not? It's all it's all fake, you know, so you might as well just like live in a goddamn delusion and have a great time because what's the alternative? <laughs> um, so if you like I, like sometimes I get like overwhelmed with things that I need to do or like, ah, oh, fuck. But you know what? Just like writing a list is so powerful 
lists our spells. Yeah, literally. <laughs> it's just like the the connection between like to-do lists and witchcraft lists. It's just like it's the same thing, you know? Um and just Yeah, look at look at the beginning of a of a potion ingredient list and, and then look at your to-do list and see how different they are. Yeah. Yeah, like it's I don't know. I just I don't think it's coincidence that, you know, like I think we've demonized any sort of like paganism um for a reason because all religions are based off of paganism um right and even so like let's let's give a little bit of like room for skeptics who may be listening even if you look at it from a purely skeptic perspective having like let's say talking about like uh if i were to do like a candle spell or like an offering on my altar that's still effective because it's a thing that i am seeing and reminding reminded of consciously and subconsciously every day and so it's going to influence my actions and my energy and at the end of the day whether it's magic or psychology does it fucking matter if the end result gets me like headed in the right direction I feel the same way with pendulums. Like, people can talk about, like, oh, you know, like, we use pendulums and we ask them yes or no questions and see what happens. And, you know, like, whether you think pendulums are connected to ley lines and energy and that you're channeling them, or if you think that people are just subconsciously uh, affecting their movement when they hold them, those are both really interesting and informative perspectives because if it even if it is a subconscious reaction that's your gut telling you something and that's valuable too like so no matter what like if you're a skeptic don't throw this shit in the trash this is just like this is ways to make make your internal life external and i don't know it's powerful either way yeah yeah um and also outside of everything um internal it's a, it's a night it's a community which is really nice to be a part of too um because i still think i consider myself christian um like i still go to church i found a progressive church here that i really like that's really into like incense and candles and like it's a queer black priest and like it's just i don't I, it's a much better fit you know um but it's also like the community that's really important that like we're missing out on like so we're so isolated and um you know having people to talk to um and like a space to meet up physically i know is important for me so like just having people that you can talk to and also like not feel like you have to like you can lift each other up spiritually I'm joining I'm joining a witchy book club locally. I'm really excited. Um, and it's pretty much all people I bear like there's one person who used to be an old coworker of, at my old retail job. She's gonna join, but we don't really know each other that well. And then the uh, the girl who's organizing it is someone that I like matched with on Tinder in like early pandemic that we've never met, but she's get, gathering together witches and it's all like advanced level independent press books that we're reading so so i think it's gonna get really really obscure yeah (laughs) and it's it's just so nice to be with people who believe in themselves um Uh, yes 
and then their power who recognize mm-hmm. their power yeah and they're like let's fuck around and find out because i feel yeah. like there is and also on that note i want to say like one of the best uh pieces of advice you ever gave me when i was like at a place where i was doubting my power it was how much are you putting into it you know She's like, you're like, are you meditating? Are you giving yourself readings right now? Are you? She's like, well, you know, so I, and I wasn't. And I started doing it again. And let me tell you, after a month of just consistently doing those things every day, weird shit started to happen for me. Yeah, because you were like, I feel like you're so activated. And I was just like, well, like. I'm putting in a lot of effort right now. It's not just like happening. I'm really It's not just it's not just falling in your lap. Yeah, I'm like yeah. I'm putting it in. So it is it's the same thing, you know, with like work and business, like you get out what you put in. Um so double down and I fuck around and find out, you know, like what right. like, whatever. <laughs> the best phrase. Like I I don't know. I I feel like that's really the only yeah. the only thing we have going for each other in these end times. <laughs> Fuck around and find out. I mean, who knows? Um, will we have fiat currency in ten years? Fuck around and find yeah. out. I don't like. Well, I just realized. I just realized how um, like our seer of cast irons. It's literally like a, a witch over a over like like she's cooking, but it clearly looks like she's making a potion. So this was a very fortuitous card for her today. I think we it's time to move on to bro book review. Bro book reviews. I read a bro book every week so you don't have to. So this one is very into the material. Um and this is a hot topic. So I'm sure listeners, you have heard of Dave Ramsey. If you've even like dipped a pinky into the personal finance world, um, you know what? And you know what we're going to do? We're going to find the parallels between Dave Ramsey and witchcraft because it's there. Oh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure Dave Ramsey isn't dead yet, but I'm sure he's rolling, uh, rolling around right at this very moment. Rolling around in his in his new car that he bought because he made more than a million dollars. In his in his absolutely obscene mansion that looks more like a castle than a home. Is that what he has? Oh yeah, his. You should Google Dave Ramsey's house after this calls over. It's the one of the most ridiculous thing uh, spectacles of art, architecture I've ever seen in my He's life. He's a God fearing man. He earned it. He's a God fearing man with no credit score. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the audacity! Uh, okay, so I read Money Makeover. Um, And so Dave Ramsey has kind of positioned himself as the go-to personal finance guy. Um, So he's really, I mean, how old is he? Like 60s, 70s? He's older and he's white and he's Christian. Yeah, honestly. Um, And he's very shamey, um, which a lot of people do not respond well to. But also some people really do. Some people need to be yelled at um, to get shit done. I mean, listen, I think it's not a coincidence that most of his like workshops are church sponsored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very pastoral. Most people's in most people's entryway to Dave Ramsey is through their church. 
Yeah, and and real quick, can we talk about how fucked up the like the Christian churches? Like my parents fucked up their retirement by giving like thirty percent of their income every year to the church. Like, right? It's which so Dave Ramsey supports. I don't know if he supports that percentage, but he he um, doesn't think you should cut back on tithing. If- yeah, the tithing at like the minimum is like ten a person, you know, and so. Yeah, it's 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 dark because then if you think about like, I don't know, I it, it makes me sad thinking about how my parents are struggling to retire because they gave a substantial amount of their income in their highest earning years to a scam. Like, <laughs> um, but OK, separating church and personal finance like that's the backboard of Dave Ramsey. Uh, he I think he really kind of does have these. Uh, pagan sort of practices for you to do. He wants you to completely structure your life to pay off your debt. So he is like, here's your goal. What are you going to do to make it happen? Make some lists. How, like, manifest it. Like, okay, you need more money. Get another job. He's very, um, he's very, like, eat beans and rice so you can survive get rid of all the shit you don't need it's get a shitty car yeah he's very like sell your car um it's very monastic like mm -hmm. take a vow of poverty literally yeah literally to to serve something higher Uh which is your future financial yeah yeah and it's um it's very like you're a couple years are gonna suck but like you're going to put yourself in a different mindset that's going to change your life, uh, which which I I agree with, um, because I think I'm a pretty extreme person. And like if you have a shit ton of debt to pay off, like you're going to have to make big moves in your life that reflect that. And you're going to have to change the people you're around and you're going to have to make these like very vocal uh, proclamations of like, no, I'm like paying off debt. So like, I'm not going out to eat. I'm not doing this shit. I'm like eating beans and rice and fucking delivering pizzas on the weekend so I can pay off my debt and be a person um, and like not have to have this burden because he doesn't sugarcoat it because like the the credit cards and the banks are so predatory. And, if, and, I, and I think... You kind of have to take this drastic action or else they will just keep fucking you over. Um, and it it's extreme, but also so is our debt system, you know? Yeah, I do appreciate that he that he has a very what seems to me initially as like an anti-authority, anti-establishment. Um, I do. I I think his I think from my experience, his ideas are sound, but he is beginning more and more to seem like old man yells at cloud um, in terms of not necessarily updating his system to reflect the world that we live in. And he also doesn't necessarily acknowledge like systemic oppressions that may might make it difficult for people to even get the ball rolling. You know, um, but I think people have taken his framework and kind of added yeah. to no, it. I think, I think, a lo- yes, I think that um, at the core of it, the idea of, of building up a an emergency fund and then um, doing a debt snowball and starting with your smallest debt first and building up momentum is a great idea. I don't necessarily agree with anything else yeah. <laughs> that he well, says. Yeah, for example, um, he talks about like 
not buying a house unless if you paid for it in cash. And so he published this book in 2003. So maybe this is sound advice or sounder advice there. But the way equity is building up now and the way that the housing market, I mean, I'm maybe in 2003, you could get a decent house for like $150,000 in like a mid-market city. You cannot now, you know, like you're talking like half a million dollars at this point. Um, and I don't think he foresaw, foresaw that. And I, I don't know if he's like really updated that information because I don't watch his YouTube channel. Yeah, it's very like, sh- it's very like straight young Christian white. Um, But that being said, it's not like those people don't know about personal finance. Um, They can finesse. Um, So there's the bro book. I read it so you don't have to. Yep. Take what you want, leave what you don't. Yeah. Um, All right. As with all things, pick and choose. Yeah, just uh, cherry pick the best parts of everything. Um. Okay, so that was our show. Thank you so much for listening. Um, if you would like to follow me on the internet, my handle is Green Stripe Video. If you want to do a video and you're queer and you want to make something cool, I am rebranding right now and I just want to work with more gay people because I'm tired of working with straight men. Um, straight people are exhausting. <laughs> We're not going to see eye to eye. <laughs> But please follow us at entrepreneurs.podcast on Instagram so you never miss anything. And also check out our website for some show notes. And take it away, Kayleen. Yeah. Um, I You can follow me, uh, Swamp Witch, with four eyes on my personal Instagram, which is where the tarot and the fashion lives. Um, and uh, Candles Unincorporated. Uh, we're about to launch some brand new summer scents. Um, and we're going to be making announcements about expanding our options for those of you who do not live in New Orleans uh, very soon. So follow us for more information on that. Yay. All right, everybody. Thank you. Have a gay day. Have a gay day.